Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Dr. Zom here. And um, it's a very shitty day out to do. And very humid, very humid. Um, also, black clouds. So now that I say that, um, it probably wouldn't be the best idea to start recording because we might get a thunderstorm, but I don't give a shit. Um, if we do or if we don't, you know, you always take that chance, right? And so anyway, I just was bored and I should have brought my big orange bean bag in here and then I could lay on it, but we're going to sit in the chair for a little bit and see how it goes. Um, I was looking on my computer uh, because apparently, I think we did have some thunderstorms um, this week, um, a couple of days, and so the electric went off, and so the computer was off, and um, when I started it back up, it asked if I wanted to um, restore my sessions because it didn't shut down correctly. <laughs> correctly. And, um, I did. And I found that the last thing I was looking at on here was, uh, Golgo 13, the professional. Um, I think I was watching, um, some Golgo 13, um, animated stuff. Uh, and, um, then also you have the Sunny Chibber, uh, movie and the, um, there was two live action, Golgo 13, uh, movies. And, um, uh, was it Ken Takahura Ken or Ken Takahura, um, was Golgo 13 and the other one. Guh, goo. But, uh, I enjoyed that character. Uh, and, um, I think it would be cool if they did some more. Um, I also, I like the animated version. I am currently, maybe this is what spurred me into, um, into doing a show is that I am currently for the next four hours, uh, serving out my sentence in Facebook jail. Uh, what happened was, um, somebody was on a news website and, uh, they posted, about Brittany Griner, the uh, American uh, basketball player who was put in jail in um, Russia because she was over there, I think, uh, just on, on a tour, I, I guess. I'm not super familiar with, other than that when um, she had a vape pen or whatever you call it, jewel maybe, and uh, it had marijuana residue, and they arrested her. So now there's a big hubbub about, um, of course, since she's an American citizen, you know, they want to get her back. And, of course, since everything in America right now has to be divided right and left, um, instead of people looking and saying, okay, this is a, an American citizen, we're going to do what we can to get her back. Uh, there are people that are 
you know, well, she hates America. She knew what she was doing and that's their laws. So they should keep her forever and put her in prison and she's getting what she deserved. Blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I um, was just posting that these people were trolls and I wasn't saying they were trolls. I, I mean, I was, but I mean, I was saying it by posting gifts of, um, of, uh, you know, trolls, troll detected, uh, don't feed the trolls, blah, 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 blah. And this guy responded. And um, so anyway, his, I looked at his page and um, it said, you know, it had all these American flags and like he was such a patriot and everything. And I just responded that I, um, you know, talking basically about Putin, uh, that, you know, I support uh uh, I'm an American, and I, I choose an American citizen over uh, the, uh, and I don't like the K or uh, don't like KGB, which I know it's FSB now, but you know because Putin was when he was the head of it, it was KGB. I put out, uh, you know, I'm I'm not uh, I don't uh, support the KGB or something like that, and uh, the uh, communist Russian uh, uh, era. I I would choose an American citizen over the KGB and a communist Russian dog. And apparently a couple days later, uh, the algorithm or whatever, maybe somebody turned me in, I don't know, um, caught me. And they, the, I think the main thing was, I thought it was funny because it's like, okay, now uh, everybody is so sensitive. You can't even say anything derogatory about the KGB. Um, but anyway, uh, it said something about comparing a... Um, the rule that I broke was comparing a uh, person or group of people to it, to an animal. So by calling them a dog, you know, so I guess if you called them a weasel or a chipmunk or, um, you know, you said somebody was a squirrel, I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, so I got, um, Oh, what was it? I don't know if it was 24 or 36 hours or something like that in Facebook jail, which I don't really give a shit, you know, because I mean, Christ, uh, it's probably better anyway. Um, you can't win by arguing with these assholes, but it, it just, I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to argue. I just was posting um, gifts of, um, you know, saying that they were all just trolls. Um, but... It's weird because, you know, it's kind of like, okay, uh, they say that if you're on, if you're on there, if you're on like a political forum or news or something like that, and you're arguing with somebody, uh, there's like a 78 to 80% chance you're, you're talking to a troll and they actually just, uh, take both sides of an argument, um, just to argue, just to divide and sow dissension, um, so that was my whole point about saying troll, 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 troll. But anyway, so I've just been hanging out on, um, Reddit and, um, Twitter and, uh, you know, a lot of those, I, you know, we don't have the, the groups established on there with our friends. So, uh, Reddit's kind of fun, kind of funny and kind of fun because, uh, there are a lot, there's a lot of, um, people that I watch on YouTube, like food, uh, channels, uh, eating contests, food channels, 
sports, wrestling. Uh, of course, there's like porn and shit like that on there, and hot, you know, uh, hot chicks. Somebody has a group that's like, uh, they they say uh, they'll throw up like three or four, um, you know hot women from like Hollywood and it's, it's kind of like Mary F kill kind of a thing, except there's no Mary F kill. It's like, what do you want to do to them? You know? And they'll give you the option of, I want to, you know, suck this one's toes. I want to, uh, eat jello off this one's belly button or, you know, nothing like that. But I mean, I just threw that in there. Uh, so those are kind of entertaining. And, um, so I've been like, you know, just on there putzing around as they say, um, I went to see, uh, to get into the, some of the movie stuff, you know, I don't have to jump into it right away, but, uh, why not? I went to see, uh, the new Elvis movie yesterday, uh, with my sister and, um, worst movie theater of all time. It's this old, uh, shitty movie theater, which I don't mind it, uh, a movie theater being old, but, um, you know, my God, uh, we were sitting there and was just like, dude, you know, you could at least update it a little bit. The seats were horrible. Um, the, the guy, like, I think that place, I don't know how many theaters it used to have. Say it, it only had say, well, no, no, let me think. Um, they have the, they, I don't know if they divided it and made little small, but I mean, this theater we were in for the Elvis movie was so small. Um, God, I don't even know if it would hold a hundred people. Uh, and the screen was little. Um, and so we, at first, there wasn't that many people in there, but we sat um, up toward the top. But the screen was so small. And, and not only that, but there was no uh, ceiling fans in there and like no ventilation. It didn't even seem like the air air conditioning was on. It was just real super stuffy. It was, it was shitty. So we moved down actually on the floor. That's how, uh, how small the screen was. Uh, you know, usually you go into a theater and no, nobody wants to sit in like the front row or the front so many rows because the screen's real big and you know, you hurt your neck looking up, but this thing, the screen was real little. So we sat in like maybe the uh, I don't know, fifth row or sixth row or something, which was fine. Um, but the movie was good. It was a little bit corny to me. Of course, it was done by that Baz Luhrmann who did Moulin Rouge. And, um, you know, he's kind of more, you know, known for these, um, these, um, musical, not exactly musicals, well, I guess some of them are musicals, but like, okay, um, Moulin Rouge I liked, and that was more of a of a musical. They didn't sing everything, but it was still, I liked that one. I liked you know, Ewan McGregor, and I used to listen to that soundtrack. Uh, I haven't seen Gatsby. I did see Australia with um, uh, Nicole Kidman and um, Hugh Jackman, and that was more like a uh, an old school epic uh, from old Hollywood. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the feel that you got for it and everything, but I, I, re I remember liking it. It was what though, you know, a sweeping epic, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 uh, that, that, uh, was as big as the entire country of Australia. I don't know, but anyway, um, 
So let's see. I've seen that. I don't know if I've seen anything else that he's done. I didn't see Great Gatsby with uh, what's his face, um, Leonardo. I saw Great Gatsby with Robert Redford. It's hot in here. It's not hot. It's just so humid out. I think that it's. Wish the air conditioner would kick on. Um, so anyway, uh, I like the Great Gatsby with Robert Redford and um, Bruce Dern and Sam Waterston. Uh, that was a pretty good movie. But Elvis was good. Again, I I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, what the fuck is Tom Hanks? Uh, he plays Colonel Tom Parker. Well, I knew of and I've seen and heard of T- Colonel Tom Parker forever because he was Elvis's like manager. Um, but I always expected that Colonel Tom Parker would be like, Ah, Caesar, son, Ah, Colonel Tom Parker here, you know, and because Elvis was from the South, and I figured, you know, Colonel Tom Parker's from the South. But then when I saw the trailer, I was like, what the fuck is that accent he's doing? He sounds like um, uh, General Burkhalter from Hogan's Heroes or something. But then you get into, you know, and I I realize I, I don't think I've ever heard Colonel Tom Parker speak, so maybe that's the way he talked. And I I was like, you know, okay, I want to, I want to see if I can find shit where this guy's talking because I want to see what he sounded like. Um, I have seen people say that this was uh, Tom Hanks' worst performance. Um, The guy who played Elvis was really good, Austin Butler. Um, I was telling my sister, I do believe that they used um, deep fake technology in this in a, a, a few scenes and a few, a few different times, there were times where he was on stage and I've, uh, I'm a huge Elvis fan. So I've watched a lot of the video of, on Elvis and I've seen a lot of that stuff. And um, I'm like, okay, I've seen this before. And that's him. That looks, that's like Elvis moving his body and everything. And I think that they put like, uh, like maybe deep fake the, um, the guy's face on him. And there was definitely a scene at the end where when Elvis was like, you know, big and heavy and he was singing um, uh, Unchained Melody and he was sitting at the piano playing it. And you could tell when they put uh, that Austin Butler's features, because when they do deep fake, they don't always do. I don't think like the whole they, they might just do. Uh, the eyes and the nose or something like that. And then of course the mouse moving and it'd be Elvis, but then it sw- it actually switched over to just Elvis. And, you know, you could tell my sister, even though she goes, yeah, she goes, I, that's, that's just Elvis right there where it was, it did, there was no cut, but it was like right before that, it was like, okay, you could tell when he turned toward the camera that it was that guy's face. And uh, then, you know, when he turned away and then turned back, it was just, you know, the real Elvis. But I thought it was good. Like I said, at first, I thought it was kind of cornball-y. And I think that the way they told the story was, again, kind of like that old school, old Hollywood kind of a thing. Now, they did um, uh, show... Elvis, you know, of course, falling apart and, and, uh, the, you know, the drugs and stuff like that toward the end, but it was nowhere near, um, they didn't show it as bad as what it really was. And, um, um, like they didn't show anything about like Anne Margaret 
and uh, it just made it look like he went and you know in the army and met Lisa Marie and then next thing you know they were together and got married and everything but there was this whole thing with Anne Margaret at the exact same time and uh, before he married Lisa Marie and and he was in love with her and he you know had to make that choice and uh, um, the drug stuff the, the, it was of course, there's so much to cover. They did cover him, you know, being exhausted, getting hooked on drugs and everything like that. But um, I thought that they kind of sugarcoated uh, uh, some of the stuff. Um, but it was good. I did enjoy it since I'm an Elvis fan and everything. And especially when he was up on stage and singing and stuff like that, I always get real, even when I go see Elvis impersonators and stuff, you know, I always get fired up because if it's, if it's good, I mean, you know, the energy and everything. And, and, uh, they definitely, it was funny because, uh, the, when they were showing Elvis, when he first started and how the girls would go wacko, uh, because he would be like shaking his leg and his hips and everything. And, uh, and uh, these girls looked like they were about ready to freaking shit themselves. It was funny. And then uh, the camera would just like when he would be like gyrating and stuff, the camera would just go right in on his crotch, which was hilarious uh, because, you know, the, the girls in the crowd were just shitting themselves. And even the, like the older old ladies would start shitting themselves. They were all shitting themselves. They were shitting. So anyway, um, this was one, I was going to say, if you needed to see it on the big screen, but the screen that I saw it on, I think my sister and brother-in-law's TV screen is about as big as that. Um, it was that, that theater was just horrible, and I do need to uh, leave a shitty review on uh, whatever, Google or whatever. Anyway, so I went to see that, and let's just scroll through some, um, some of the stuff here. Uh, because it's been a long time since I recorded and, uh, some of it's going to be fresh in my memory and some of it's not. Chris watched the card counter, uh, with Oscar Isaac. Uh, I love Oscar Isaac. Um, but I have not heard good things about this. I did not like that, um, uh, year of violence or whatever that one was that he was in. There were several people in our group, um, that like that one, but I just, I thought it was boring. Um, what was not year of violence? What was that called? Oscar. Of course I liked, uh, what's his face? Uh, Lewin Davis. Way down in Oklahoma, driving in a Pontiac, just about to lose my mind. There he is. Ex Machina. He was good in that. Oscar. I like Oscar. Um, I did not like, I, I mean, I think he's a good actor, um, but there have been some stuff that he was in that I did not. He's going to play Solid Snake. It's in pre-production right now. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. That's cool. Um, let's see. <coughs> Excuse me. Did not see Moon Knight. I'm kind of getting, well, I don't, I, I uh, stopped getting um, Disney and Netflix and all that. Um, I never followed Moon Knight. I've, I've maybe have one comic that he was in just to give it a try. And it was a newer one. Um, let's see. I like Dune. He played Duke Leto, Atreides. Um, Card Counter, again, like I just was saying, uh, I have not seen that one. 
I'll wait and see if it comes on plateau or to be or something like that. The, the silver and gold podcast definitely is going to, uh, is going to go into, is going into cheap mode, uh, because the only pay service that I have now is prime. Um, but again, if there's something that I really want to watch, um, I'm still, I'm just about ready to pull the trigger on watching the new Batman movie. It's uh, for rental now. And it's like, uh, five bucks or something. But then one of my friends said, well, you know, you just sign up for like, um, for Disney or whatever, you know, channel that carries DC, uh, and for the month, and then you can watch all that shit and then just cancel it. You know, if you're going to pay five 99, if it's, if it's only, uh, 10 bucks or 12 bucks or something, you know, uh, let's see. Um, star Wars rise of Skywalker. I liked uh, him as Poe Dameron. I like that character. I I read the uh, Marvel uh, Poe Dameron comic, and I really liked uh, the, that comic was really good. Um, let's see, Triple Frontier. I did like that one. Um, it's pretty good. Um, kind of special forces kind of a deal, uh, where they go down to. Uh, uh, South America to rip off a drug dealer. Uh, it was a nice cast. Uh, ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, and Pedro Pascal. Um, so that was pretty good. And he was good in that. He he was really, to me, the main guy. And Ben Affleck, I think, was just about ready to go into rehab in that one. And he looked like it, too. Uh, let's see. Life itself. I did not see any of this um, Spider-Man um, well, I don't even know what that is. Interesting person, number one. Whatever. Uh, Annihilation, I like that one. That was cre- kind of a creepy movie. I thought about re-watching that one here uh, in just a little bit. Uh, Suburbicon. Don't even know what that is. What is that? Oh, that's the one with uh, Matt Damon. I did not know that... Uh, that he was in that 1950s suburban community self-destructs home invasion has sinister consequences for one seemingly normal family. Hmm. Is that the one, the guys, the, is the, it's all, oh, um, Joel and Ethan Cohen and, uh, George Clooney is the director. I was wondering if that's for some reason off the top of my head, is that the one about the guy that was the family annihilator? I'm probably totally wrong on that. Um, let's see. In the bosom of Suburbicon, a family-centered, all-white utopia of manicured lawns and friendly locals, a simmering tension is brewing as the first African-American family moves in. Uh, I have to watch that. What's it? Right? Well, I mean, what kind of uh, a uh, rating did they give it on IMD? 5.7. You know, I like Phil and Ethan Cohen, and I and I've uh, usually George Clooney is pretty solid uh, as far as directing goes. Um, I'm trying to think the, the uh, did he direct the that one movie Leatherheads about um, the the football back in the uh, like Red Grange days? Yeah, Leatherheads. That one was okay. It wasn't anything great. It was kind of like a lighthearted comedy, but it, it, it wasn't anything, you know, worth revisiting. I liked Ides of March monuments, men. I didn't really, I thought that one was kind of meh, meh. 
Uh, did not see Catch-22. I saw the original with Alan Arkin, which I thought was really good. Uh, let's see what else we got here from Kloon. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I love that. Uh, good Night and Good Luck was good. Um, an important movie, I would say. Midnight Sky. What's this? Midnight Sky. Oh, I saw that one. Um, the post-apocalyptic tale uh, follows Augustine, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sully and her fellow astronauts from returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe. I saw that one. That was a Netflix movie, so it was, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't anything great. I think that might, maybe that was Clooney uh, wanting to do something about like um, climate change or something. I don't know. He's kind of political kind of a guy. Tender Bar. That is that Ben Affleck? See, I didn't watch that one. Uh, it is on Prime. Yeah, it's on Prime. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. I'm not a big Ben Affleck fan, and I'm really kind of got... Okay, this is Long Island. A boy growing up on Long Island seeks out father figures among the patrons of his uncle's bar. I did... Um, I, I did... Um, hear an interview with, I think, the guy that wrote the uh, the book, J.R. Moringer, and he was talking about it, how his uncle and the guys in the bar and stuff, he'd hang out there. And um, So the reason I stayed away from it is a lot because of Ben Affleck. I'm not that impressed with him, not a big fan. I liked uh, Ty Sheridan. Who else is in this one? Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Christopher Lloyd, he's usually good. He was in uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and on Taxi, which was a good show. I, I used to watch that all the time. Uh, anybody else that's, uh, what did that one get as far? Okay, 6.7, a little bit above average, above average. And um, But like I said, I, I usually like Clooney. Let's see what else we got here from him. Uh, dig it, dig it, dig it, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. That's how my grandma used to talk. Hey, Johnny. Uh, you want some cake? Pepperoni root. Boys in the boat. Okay, they're making this one as we speak. Uh, Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton has kind of been a bit of a... I mean, he's been in some good stuff, but uh, usually... I don't know. He he's not somebody that like I I get a like a big boner for if I see that he's especially if he's going to star in it. Um, Nineteen thirty set story centered on University of Washington's rowing team from their depression era beginnings to winning the gold at the nineteen thirty six Berlin Olympics, and this was directed by George Clooney. <laughs> Let's see, Callum Turner. Is this going to have like a whole bunch of people I don't even know? Looks like it, except of Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton, uh, one thing I did want to mention is we saw the trailer for the new, um, um, whatchamacallit movie. The fucking, um, the one that he was in. <laughs> the, the blue, what's the one, the blue people? Blue. God damn it. Where the hell's it at? It should be on here. Stingray, the brutal. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is here. The Force is with him. What? 
no, wait a minute. He wasn't okay. I'm I'm thinking of. Uh, I was wondering why I couldn't find that. Um, he wasn't in Avatar. That was somebody else. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't find Joel Edgerton. I was like, why isn't that on there? I saw the new Avatar trailer. That was. I'm not going to look it up. Um, what's his face? But Joel Edgerton, Dark Matter. What was Dark Matter? Didn't I see that? Because this project is categorized as in development, the data is only available in IMDb Pro. Well, go fuck yourself. If these fuckers think that I'm that I'm going to pay for that, I, uh, it's becoming ridiculous. Like that right there. Okay, you want to look that up? You can't look it up unless you pay for IMDb Pro. I can't fucking you know. I can watch all these movies and shit for free if they have like commercials and stuff, but there's 5 million pay channels and ever somebody will be like, Hey, did you see this, this series? Or did you see this new movie coming out? I'm like, I may never fucking see them because I'm not going to pay a thousand dollars a month for fucking enter for cable and shit and, and all this stuff. Uh, let's see. Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's one right there. My friend Tim said, Oh, you know, did you watch Obi-Wan Kenobi? I haven't watched it. Cause I got rid of the fucking, uh, that pay channel. Green Knight, I would like to see that one. I heard it was good. Uh, let's see, Red Sparrow, that one had, what's her name, naked in it, didn't it? Jennifer Lawrence. That was pretty good. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Black Widow, story retold, blah, 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 blah. But uh, she looked good. Uh, well, you wake up in the morning. You hear the work bell ring. Exodus, gods and kings. Joel Edgerton plays Ramses, a fucking goddamn Egyptian pharaoh. Give me a break. And then didn't that one have? Did that one have Christian Bale? Because that's an yeah, Christian Bale. He's played. He played Moses. 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 Who else was in that? Sigourney Weaver. Jesus Christ! You know when they talk about whitewashing a cast. This is as bad as the fucking Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. Um, John Turturro. Uh, who else? Ian Brammer. Ian. This show's going to suck. I mean, I'm just babbling on, but still, um, let's get off this Joel Edgerton. What's that other guy's name that was in um, Avatar? I want to say Livingston, but it's not Living. Avatar. Jake Sully. Who played Jake Sully? Jake Sully. Well, Sam Worthington. Okay. Sam Worthington is, well, he was good in, um, or was that Joel Edgerton? Joel Edgerton was in Black Mass with Johnny Depp, where he played um, uh, fucking fuckface, Whitey Bulger. Zoe Zaldana. I think the new Avatar is going to come out. And to be honest with you, okay, I watched that um, that uh, trailer, and I don't remember Jack or hardly anything about the trailer that I watched other than, okay, here's all the blue people. And um, I don't want to say because there's maybe a little bit of a spoiler there. Um, but, I, I mean, it... Uh, you waited all that time. I mean, it's, it, I, I think that you're, we're waiting more for um, 
the technology because he wants each one to look even better and better and better. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I said, it was on a shitty little screen. Uh, I didn't see anything that really made me want to rush out and see it. Other than it's just been so long, and I think they wait. Uh, Cameron has waited so long that a lot of people don't give a shit. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that will go see it, and I'll watch it, but I don't know if it's anything that's... Mm. I like Stephen Lang in the first one, Avatar, and uh, Joel Edgerton. <laughs> Let's see. How did I get off on that? I was with Oscar Isaac. I was watching um, Batman the Animated Series Volume 1. I have that. Um, I bought that on like iTunes and was watching uh, several of those. I remember watching that show and uh, the Plastic Man series uh, after it was like, I think after like maybe like three or four o'clock in the afternoon uh, when I was in college. And um we would watch, and the Flintstones, they, they would rerun the old Flintstones. We would watch that like every day. Uh, of course, watch soap operas, but watch um, uh, like Young and Restless, As the World Turns, Bold and the Beautiful, uh, Guiding Light, Days of Our Lives, all that shit. But also, um, they had the uh, Batman animated series and then the Plastic Man series, which I have on DVD. Burp, down in the basement. And uh, Legends or uh, World Class Championship Wrestling and AWA Wrestling were on um, ESPN in the afternoon, like every day. Um, but I love that uh, Batman the Animated Series. The uh, each episode is on, is not even probably thirty minutes long, but you it, it's so good. Uh, the voice actors are fantastic. The uh, animation is just great. Uh, I love the animation. Uh, and you get all the, uh, you know, all the great characters, Scarecrow, um, Joker, uh, Clayface. I mean, just everybody, everybody, the uh, man bat, just about anybody you can think of. And they do a really, really good job. Uh, Gaspar Noe talks about his career, including his new film Vortex. Well, let's see what Johnny Tech, uh, Gaspar, I liked um, a couple of, let's see, I'm going to sneeze, daddy-o. <coughs> Snort, I liked um, Enter the Void, Irreversible was really good, but as I've said before, um, I don't ever want to watch it again, because it... <coughs> gave me like PTSD. Um, I stand alone was good. It was disturbing. Also, I think he likes to do disturbing shit. What else do we have here? Gaspar. And I liked his, um, uh, criterion in the closet, uh, criterion thing. I like that, uh, little YouTube series from criterion where they'll, they, um, somebody will go into um, their little closet that has all their criterion DVDs and, you know, let them pick out stuff and talk about them. Just a little short thing. Vortex, the last days of an elderly couple stricken with dementia. Well, that sounds good. Is that, is that a documentary? No, it's a, it's a just a feature film. Um, he's usually pretty, at least, at least interesting. Um, the projects he picks and how he, uh, you know, 
his view on the story and everything. There's George Clooney again. Vortex. Um, I found uh, a an interview <clears throat> with uh, Yvonne DiCarlo. Uh, what I was looking up, and I posted it on Sylvan Gold, but what I was looking up that day is um, uh, my sister and I were talking about nostalgia and things that make you feel nostalgic uh, for the old days, you know, old TV shows, old music, toys, uh, places, clothes, uh, you know, styles, fa- fashions, and things like that. And um, <clears throat> I know um, up in, I think, mostly just in New York, it was a local uh, NYC talk show, um, I believe. Um uh, um, Joe Franklin, the Joe Franklin show. I used to, um, hear, I, I believe it was maybe on Howard Stern or some other show, uh, where they talked about Joe Franklin and how he was kind of a pioneer and the guys like, you know, Tom Snyder, but Tom Snyder was more of a national thing. Um, what I was looking at and looking for were, um, like daytime, um, talk shows that weren't like a national show. And I, I, I'll have to look more into Joe Franklin, but I think I was thinking it was more of a local show and that he got a lot of like old uh, stars, uh, which that's what I was looking for is interesting. But um, there was another guy and I can't remember what his name was uh, that would have like um, not only Broadway actors, but um he'd have like gangsters and, 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 uh, just local celebrities and things like that. I I like to find stuff like that on, um, on YouTube and Joe Franklin, like I said, he would have, uh, a lot of older, um, uh, actors, actresses and, uh, things like that, but just interesting stuff, you know, sports people and, um, Let's see. And Yvonne DiCarlo uh, was, wasn't she Lily Munster? Oh, and there we, uh, Rob Zombie has the new Munster um, um, movie coming out. I don't mind Rob Zombie movies. Some people hate Rob Zombie movies. Um, I did find, um, of course, and it was supposed to be Devil's Rejects to be very disturbing. Um, Jeff Daniels is Herman Munster. I did not know that. Uh, oh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. I don't know who he is. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, of course, is uh, Lily Munster. Cassandra Peterson as Barbara Carr, which that's kind of cool that they have Cassandra Peterson, who, a.k.a. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, let's see, Daniel Roebuck as Grandpa Munster. What else has he been in? Daniel. Okay, I know who he is. He was in that shitty movie. Okay, I liked him in uh, The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals. He was one of the guys that was one of the marshals with Tommy Lee Jones. That one movie I hated that Loaf liked um, with him and John Cryer. Uh, Wasn't he the guy in uh, River's Edge? Was he the killer in River's Edge? Goddamn, the motherfucker's been in a million things, so it's kind of hard to get to the bottom of his IMDb. There we go. River's Edge. Okay, yeah, he was Samson. Dudes, I hated that fucking movie. 
Um, I think we may have reviewed that and um, Repo Man. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure of the pairing. It was either th- that or uh, maybe Dudes and Straight to Hell with Joe Strummer. Uh, but anyway, I did not like Dudes at all. I definitely, I, I just, I hated the, those guys. Um, but anyway, that's who that guy is. And he is playing Grandpa Munster. And uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips, what else was he in? Munster, Westworld. I haven't finished that. I started watching it, and I just kind of put it down. My sister actually got it for me on DVD, and uh, I need to get back to that and watch that. Uh, let's see. What else is there? America, An American Pickle. I haven't seen that. Three from Hell. Okay. That's the sequel to um, uh, House uh, A Thousand Corpses. I mean, it was a trilogy, and that's the third one. Satanic Panic. I did I watch that? No, that one has Rebecca Romaine in it. That might be worth watching. I find her to be very attractive, even now. Um, I think she, I think she is on the new Star Trek show. I liked her in libra- the Librarians. Um, I think she's a very f- fine-looking lady. Uh, this guy is kind of unknown to me. Thirty-one. That's a Rob Zombie movie. He was in that. Um, five carnival workers are kidnapped and held hostage in an abandoned hellish compound. I started to watch that one, and for some reason, I did not watch it. I did watch Lords of Salem, and I liked that one. I thought that one was really kind of psychedelic, weird horror. Uh, with witches and stuff. Halloween 2. I still have not seen Halloween 2. Um, oh, that's Rob Zombie Halloween 2. I have not seen Halloween 2 where Lori is in the hospital and Mike Myers is coming after her. Uh, Zodiac. Who's this? What's going on here? Uh, that looks like spam to me. daddy Oh. So anyway, this guy has been in a lot of Rob Zombie stuff. Uh, native of Chicago, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Art, his artistic pursuits began with the study of fine arts, blah, 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 blah. Don't care. And that's probably something that he wrote because there's a giant paragraph and he is not that interesting. So anyway, goodbye. He plays Herman Munster. I will watch that. Um, some of the... Some Pat Priest, it wasn't, was she, was she Lily Munster in the real goo goo goo? She was on Mannix, Mike Connors. My, I always thought Mike Connors wore a wig in that, but I don't think he did. I think he just, I think his hair was dyed. It was like Jack Lord. Um, but Mike Connors' hair was black, pitch black. And he had a pompadour, whereas Jack Lord's hair, the color looked more natural. But he had a pompadour too. Dr. Kildare. Yes, she was Marilyn. I said Lily. Lily was the mom. Marilyn was the, was there more than one Marilyn? I don't think there was. Whatever. Anyway, um, she's going to be in the new Munsters. Uh, Richard Brake, he was in that um, movie, not The Bunker, the one with uh, 
what's his face that was the uh, Punisher, Ray Stevenson, the one that I liked about them being mercenaries and it was kind of a scary movie. What was that one called? Way down in Oklahoma. He must be a Rob Zombie guy too. He was in Munich. What's this? Another spam. Won't you play another? Somebody done somebody wrong song. Doom. Is that the one with uh, The Rock? I played that game on a computer one time and I thought it was fun. But um, isn't uh, William Butcher in Doom? Or was he in like a sequel? Carl Urban. Okay, The Rock was... I think some one of my friends saw this and said it wasn't, or I think Loaf, uh, uh, not one of my friends, it was Loaf. I think he said that they sold it like the is because The Rock was in it, but The Rock, the actual star, I think was Carl Urban and Rosamund Pike was in that. I, that's one that I started watching and Loaf said it sucked, so I didn't give it uh, hardly any chance and I turned it off. Um what was that fucking movie called that that dude was in? Okay, Black Dahlia. That movie sucked. Although I did see the Black Dahlia in um, American Horror Story. I've been watching that series and also watching The Americans. Um, let's see. And they have the Black Dahlia character in American Horror Story. Uh, let's see. Outpost. Okay, that's the one with Ray Stevenson. Perkins 14. What's that? In a small town of Stone Cove, Maine, Sheriff's Deputy Dwayne Hopper is on the night shift. He discovers Ronald Perkins in a holding cell. He's a local pharmacist and suspect in the disappearance of 14 children over the past 10 years, including Hopper's young son. Interrogating Perkins, Hopper learns that the mad pharmacist has built an army of brainwashed brainwashed people. Hmm. I don't know. That's probably, probably suck, but, uh, yeah. If it's on some free channel, I might watch it someday. Cuckoo or cuckoo. You know, we always said uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, cuckoo's nest, but, um, I believe that they pronounce it, uh, cuckoo, uh, cuckoo, cuckoo, not cuckoo. Americans always say cuckoo. Uh, cuckoo. <sighs> okay, this dude, is he worth all this trouble? Death of Stalin, I love that. That was good. Whew, I'm thirsty. I feel like I'm getting, well, the air conditioner finally kicked on. Maybe that's why I'm sitting here dying. But anyway, Yvonne DiCarlo was in Ten Commandments. Um, she was the, um, the good chick that Moses, uh, uh, fell in love with and married. Um, that's a fun movie to watch. I think, I mean, you know, it's old Hollywood. I actually have a book. My sister got me for either Christmas or my birthday, which are very close together. So I have a hard time remembering what's for what, but, um, I started reading that and, um, it talks about the making of 10 commandments. Um, I was recommending the movie uh, The Fencer um, by Klaus Haro, starring Mart 
Avandi and Ursula Ratasep and uh, Heinrich uh, Tumpere. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good movie. It is on, I think, Tubi for free if you want to give it a look. It's a it's a pretty good movie. Um, I actually posted, I think, the trailer too. Some people don't like looking at the trailer. Um, but anyway, just to give people an idea of what it was about. Uh, dig it. Um, I watched Five Deadly Venoms, a an old favorite from Kung Fu Theater on WBNS TV Channel 10. When I was a little kid, I saw for the first time uh, Five Deadly Venoms and fell in love with it. This was directed by uh, Che Chang, written by Quang Ni and Che Chang, and it stars Sheng Chang, Sheng Chang. Uh, Chen Sun and Philip Chung Fung Kwok. Um, I love this movie. Uh, definitely, um, one thing that sold it for me was um, that each each one of the guys of the Five Deadly Venoms, uh, it was like a secret society, uh, and they trained these five different guys in these different styles of martial arts. And each one of them, when they show them training, have these like kabuki masks on. Uh, and there is um, toad, uh, centipede. Um, I'm trying to think what the other ones were. Let's see, snake. Uh, call me snake. Okay, here we go. Um, toad, snake. Uh, I already said that. They have one guy that they send to that they uh, young guy they send to find these guys, and um, they train him really quickly in all the styles. But he's not great at any of them. They tell him if you go up against these guys, you'll get killed. But where they teach him just enough to get killed or to defend himself, I guess. Um, and you only two, I think only two of the Venoms actually know each other and the rest were trained at different times. But I just love the whole story of it all. Okay, it's centipede, snake, scorpion, lizard, and toad. And um, they show like um, each one of them training with their mask on. So you don't know who's who. Uh, you do as you get into it pretty early with the two that, um, that, uh, know each other. And, but it's, I always just love that movie. And I saw that it was on, Oh, what was it on? If it was on two, it might've been on Tubi also, or, um, let's see. There is one, like if you do a Google search, um, it will tell you what, um, app that uh, if it's for free or something like that or where you can find it um god it's i wish that area i mean did i turn that fucking ac down or something let me pause this it makes me nauseous it's stuffy but i think um you know that's when they used to show like the run run shaw uh was it run run shaw or was that blade runner what am I thinking? Shaw Brothers. Uh, and a lot of those um, uh, 
Hong Kong, uh, Chinese, uh, Kung Fu martial arts movies. Um, I used to, um, uh, watch those all the time. And, um, they're still very charming even to watch now. Uh, of course, you know, these days with MMA and all this stuff, um, I don't know. I don't think that MMA really has destroyed Kung Fu or martial arts movies. I think people still like to see the, the, they, they, you know, realize that of course, okay, say the stuff that they were doing in five deadly venoms and a lot of the stuff that like Jackie Chan and, and movies like that. Um, it's entertainment. It's, you know, it's like wrestling. Um, of course you see, you have people that are like, Oh, you know, well, uh, you know, fucking Carl Gotch or, uh, Strangler Lewis or, uh, Joe Stecker or, uh, you know, whoever, uh, they, uh, they could tie this guy in a knot. Uh, you know, this shit doesn't work, but I mean, even back in the day, I mean, people didn't want to see people just laying on the, on the mat, uh, in grappling holds and things like that. Uh, and they started doing like the flying tackle and bouncing off the ropes and drop kicks and whatever. So, um, you know, again, uh, if you watch like a, a Jason Statham or, um, I'm trying to think who else is, um, you know, does a lot of martial arts, uh, you know, they, they incorporate, uh, some of the jujitsu and, and, uh, and uh, like stuff that works in MM and MMA, but I have actually even seen in MMA guys use the what they call the Superman punch in in wrestling uh, now and and it working. And I actually saw a guy run toward the cage and run up the sort of like the side of it uh, and come off and do like a Superman punch or a kick. And uh, you know they used people used to uh, when MMA first started and. You know, they would say, oh, like, yeah, it's shit that Chuck Norris does and everything doesn't work. But I've seen guys do the spinning back kick and spinning back fist in MMA now, and it worked. I mean, where they actually hit somebody and knocked the shit out of them. So it's like anything else. It's not going to work all the time. But if you have an opponent in a compromising position or you do it and catch them off guard. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I was going to look and see what uh, – I don't have Google up. I'm on my uh, – Whatchamacallit? Edge. Microsoft Edge. TikTok. Bing. Let's see. Okay, let's go up here to the top and look at where it says videos. That would be a good one if they had it on. I, I don't know if they have it on blue or not. But again, I have, I'm not really buying anything anymore. Yeah, they have a Blu-ray of uh, Five Deadly Venoms. That would probably look really good, but you know, why buy? I'm just not buying physical media. I, I can't remember if I said it on, well, I mean, God, the last show was so long ago. I know it didn't. I actually was at Walmart uh, one day and I was walking around and I was just bored and just walking around, you know, killing time and stuff. And, um, um, went back in the movie department and, um, I did, um, see some stuff and it was fairly cheap. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll get a couple of movies. Why not? You know? And I put about four of them in my cart and they were only like, you know, maybe five bucks a piece or something. But as I walked around, I just like, you know, I know that they have this on streaming and I know that I also, I could probably find it on prime or one of these free channels. And I just went and put it back. I was like, why am I fucking, I'm only buying this just to buy something. 
So anyway, my uh, I've said it before. I think my physical media days are just about over. I don't even, I mean, I have all this stuff on Blu-ray and DVD and VHS and everything. And I still, you know, I don't go in and look for something to throw in the old DVD player. I uh, My DVD player's probably got dust in it, you know. Anyway, Five Deadly Venoms is still good. It's still fun to watch. I watched um, Saving Private Ryan, and I just remember this movie. is like, oh, my God, this movie's so good. You know, it's the best uh, World War II, best uh, movie that depicts uh, what real war and combat's like and everything. But I'll be honest with you. I started watching it the other day, and I don't know if it's probably sacrilegious and uh, anti-American to say this, but I found it to be – wait a minute. Oh, shut up. Robin Quivers started talking in my ear. Um, I watched the, uh, a um, a video on YouTube about propaganda and how when they make a movie, how they have the rising um, soundtrack, you know, that makes you just like, makes your your spirits lift up and everything and not just war movies, but it's also like in religious movies, say the 10 commandments or something or in Ben Hur where, uh, you know, they're walking him through the desert and he's, you know, dying of thirst and, uh, they stop at the well, but they won't let Ben Hur drink Judah Ben Hur. And then the guy stops and, you know, when the centurions aren't looking and give him, water and it's jesus of course and but the way they shot it and the way the music is and everything and i was watching something about that and how you know they manipulate your emotions and stuff and then that when i was watching um saving private ryan i'm like you know god I've, i remember this being so good but now i'm watching it and it it seems so melodramatic and then like how the 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 music and everything it just kind of I don't know. I felt like I was being, man, not as much. I mean, I, of course, probably were being manipulated uh, with all the stuff that they were talking about, the music and, and everything. But I just was kind of like, this is, I don't know. It didn't. I, I, I watched some of it, and then I was like, eh, I'm kind of. I think Giovanni Rabisi, when he got when he got shot up and they were trying to save him, um it was a, you know, of course, it's a powerful movie. And I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. So I didn't watch the rest of it. I uh, was thinking about this movie, and I found a movie poster for it. I'm looking for it online. And I, I think just about everybody from my generation saw it several different times because it was probably like on HBO and stuff like that. But um, the movie Taps uh, with uh, Timothy Hutton and George C. Scott. Of course, Tom Cruise. That was one of his early movies. Ronnie Cox and Sean Penn. Um I was thinking about watching that one again. I, I, I wonder if it would hold up. Um, Timothy Hutton was such a good actor back then. And I mean, you had Tom Cruise and you had Sean Penn in this. And of course, and, and, and of course, George C. Scott, but Timothy Hutton was the fucking star of the fucking movie. Um, I always liked him. I liked him in the, even in a movie when he was older was the general's daughter with uh, John Travolta. Um, I thought he was good in that. Uh, Johnny, I watched uh, The Offense with um, Sean Connery again the other day. It is on Pluto. Um, That's such a good movie. And that one is a powerful movie. And let me tell you something. I guess any any movie um, 
is manipulating you to an extent. Uh, but this one, it's not doing anything to make you feel good. That's for sure. Um, Sidney Lamet, um, I think he is just a fantastic director. I think I, pro I probably have just went down the list of his movies that I liked and everything, but let's just go real quick here. Um, Lamet. And let's see, he did a lot of TV stuff early in his career. Sean Connery, you are Cushidly in Lamet. I like to slap women. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Iceman cometh. Pawnbroker. That was with uh, what's his face? Rod Steiger. That that one is another one that is definitely not a feel good movie. Fail safe. I love. I've watched that a million times. The Hill. Again, that's with Sean Connery. Have uh, watched that one a million times. I have even said on the show that when we used to before the internet. Uh, when we used to get, um, you could get these big um, catalogs from the back of like movie magazines and they would have VHS uh, movies for sale in alphabetic order. And they were as big as a fucking phone book. And the first time I got one of those, the, I, I just went through with a, with a ballpoint pen and looking, cause there was just so many movies in there, movies that I had never seen before. And the first two that I bought out of there, and I think they were probably about, 19 bucks a piece maybe uh was the hill and the offense with sean connery i had never seen or heard of either one of those and i really like sean connery and uh, that got me on my way as far as buying um physical media of course you know we would uh buy the uh, blank vhs tapes and copy stuff off tv all the time um deadly affair that was a george smiley uh, Jean Lacare uh, movie with um, uh, James Mason and Maximilian Schell. Uh, but uh, that's the one where they, they didn't get the uh, rights to use the name George Smiley. So they called George Smiley Charles Dobbs. But it's still a, that's a really good movie. If you like spy movies uh, that are, you know, the realistic spy movies like um, uh, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. Um, of course, like I said, fail safe. Uh, where else am I? Here? Hey, where else am I here? The appointment. What is that? That is Omar Sharif. Did I see that? I don't think so. Lawyer Federico Fendi has reason to believe that his wife, that his wife, uh, Carla, is the secret Rome's highest paid prostitute. Ah, that sounds good. 1969, the appointment. Okay, first of all, it's Sidney Lumet. So, you know, fuck, he's awesome. Uh, I like Omar Sharif. I liked him in uh, Night of the Generals and in um, Dr. Zhivago, several movies. Um, Anouk and Emi, Anouk Emi, Anouk Emi, and Didi Perego. But that sounds good. The, the lawyer, Frederico Fendi, has reason to believe that his wife, Carla, uh, that his wife, Carla, in secret, is Rome's highest paid prostitute. Hmm, what's that rate? I mean, not rating, of course. That was a, oh, it got a 5.3 out of 10. So maybe it's not very good. I've never heard of it before. So I need to make a bookmark so I can remember. 
see. Johnny, what are you doing, Johnny? <laughs> oh, insanity. It runs in the family. Let's see. I like Lamette, though. Let's see. What else do we have here? The Seagull. Maybe I didn't go through Lamette. That's another James Mason movie with uh, Simone Signore. Sin <laughs> uh, what's this one? That's got David Warner in it. I like him. Vanessa Redgrave. I like her. Harry Andrews, who was also in that um, Jean Le Carré movie we were just talking about. What's this one? A boot. Aging actress Irina Arkadinia uh, pays summer visit to her brother uh, Pitor Nikolaevich Sorin and uh, her son Constantine on a country estate. On one occasion, she brings along Boris Trigorin, a successful novelist, uh, Nina, a free and innocent girl, on a neighboring estate falls in love with uh, Trigorin as he lightly consumes and rejects her. So the actress consumed, okay, God damn it, you don't have to tell me the whole fucking story. <laughs> that turned me off. I don't even want to watch it now. <laughs> Bye-bye, Braverman. George Siegel. I like George Siegel. Jack Warden, I like him. And, of course, this is Lamette. Uh, Bye-bye, Braverman. Another one that's only like an average score. Four Jewish intellectuals carpool to a funeral of their old friend Leslie Braverman, who died suddenly at age 41. Huh. That could be good. That almost sounds like a um, sort of a uh, big chill kind of a movie. Uh, who else? Godfrey uh, Cambridge is in that. I like him. Alan King. Hey, Johnny! Sorrel Brook, who is a uh, boss hog on Dukes of Hazard. Jessica Walter. Ah, might be worth checking out. Chicken out. Uh, that other one, I didn't think uh, the seagull. Meh, I don't know. Didn't, uh, didn't do it for me. The Anderson Tapes, that's Sean Connery. Um, Lamette must have liked working with Sean Connery, uh, which is fine. I love Sean Connery. Love him! Uh, the last of the mobile hot shots. After winning a game show, uh, after winning a game show contest, a newlywed couple travels to New Orleans, uh, where the husband seeks to reclaim his ancestral plantation mansion from his biracial stepbrother. And this stars James Coburn, uh, Lynn Redgrave, Robert uh, Hooks. Hmm. Another one, average score. See, that's probably this is uh, based on a Tennessee Williams uh, play, The Seven Descendants of Myrtle. Um, again, though, I was going to say, uh, a lot of these ones I've never heard of only rate, uh, like an average score on IMDB, but you have to take into account a lot of these are not probably well-known movies and not readily available. So, and it's lament. So, you know, I might, uh, Tennessee Williams, what the fuck, you know? Uh, the Anderson tapes after Duke Anderson is released from prison after 10 years, uh, for taking the rap, uh, for a mafia family, he cashes in a debt of honor with the mob to bankroll a caper. I love Diane Cannon. She was so cute. Martin Balsam. And this also has Ronnie Walken, AKA Christopher Walken, Ralph Meeker. I love Ralph Meeker. Uh, who else? Garrett Morris. <laughs> Yay. There you go. 
That must have been after his baseball career when he played for the Mets. Uh, Conrad Bain, Max Showalter, I know who he is. Uh, Margaret Hamilton, was she the Wicked Witch of the West? Daddy-O? Was she? I believe she was. There you go. Anderson, I haven't seen that one in a long time. I remember a, 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 a couple of funny things in that that I, uh, hey, that I remember. <laughs> Child's Play. Goddamn, Sidney Lament made a lot of movies. James Mason. He made another movie with James Mason. Child's Play. At an exclusive boys' school, a new gym teacher is drawn into a feud between two older instructors. Uh, he discovers that everything at the school is not quite as staid, tranquil, and harmless as it seems. And this um, also stars Robert Preston and Bo Bridges. The lesser Bridges, should I say? I like Robert Preston. He was good in um, Junior Bonner and also in Victor Victoria. Uh, wasn't he in Victor Victoria? Yeah, I think <laughs> Robert Preston was in Victor Victoria, wasn't he? Yeah, goddamn Last Starfighter, SOB, where Julie Andrews showed her tits, um, which of course everybody's like, oh, I got to see this because that was a big thing back then. You know, people didn't readily show their tits, especially big stars that weren't known for showing their tits. Serpico, love that movie. Uh, Al Pacino, love the whole story. Uh, that guy was a, a hero in my mind. Murder on the Orient Express, that was pretty good. Uh, version of that, again, that also has Sean Connery. Oh, dig it. Albert Finney looked kind of ridiculous in his Hercule Poirot uh, oh, makeup. I got hiccups now. This is an all-star cast. Lauren Bacall, um, Jackie Bissett, she did not wear a wet t-shirt in this. Uh, who else? John Gilgood, Anthony Perkins, Michael York, who was a huge star back in the 70s and was in just about everything, it seems like. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave, he must have liked her too. Richard Widmark. Okay. And I like the remake of that with Kenneth Branagh. I haven't seen the um, uh, Murder on the Nile. I heard it was good. I think El Goro said it was good. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, good movie, great movie. Uh, Network, great movie. Equus, strange movie. The Wiz, I think maybe I saw that when I was a little kid or saw parts of it, but I, you know, not, I don't think it's like my thing. Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Nipsey Russell. I remember Nipsey Russell, he did all the rhyming. Richard Pryor. Uh, I don't know. I didn't want to really watch it then. I don't want to watch it now. What's that? What that kind of rating did the Wiz get? 5.4. Lamette must be the uh, king of the, uh, of he either makes great movies or very average movies. Just tell me what you want. This is Ali McGraw, the block of wood and Alan King. Were they like, uh, are they a couple in this? Is this like a, uh, a love match, which I would respect if Alan King and Ali McGraw were in a love story in this, because usually they would not put like, uh, I don't know. I just don't like, I don't think much of her at all as an actress. Um, Steve McQueen, she must've had a pussy made of gold. She must've had like uh, her pussy must've been like a, a MacGuffin. 
like when you when she spread her legs, golden light came out of it because I just don't see it. Uh, and anything I saw her in, uh, the getaway, I thought she was a piece of wood. Uh, Convoy, I thought she was a piece of wood. Love story, I would rather die than watch that. Uh, ooh, uh, being lovely, it's never having to say you're sorry. And I just emoted 10 times more than she did in that fucking movie. Uh, Allie McGraw, Alan King, Myrna Loy. Holy cow. She must have, uh, God, I wonder how old she was when this was made. Keenan Wynn, Peter Weller. Hmm, there you go. That's kind of cool. Uh, Tony Roberts, who else? Michael Gross. He was in, wasn't he in Tremors with Kevin Bacon? And in that movie with, uh, or that TV show with Michael J. Fax. A married, egotistical, middle-aged head of a corporate empire uh, uh, and his mistress and protege who want a more serious commitment and ends up dating a younger man are in a casual love-hate relationship and engage in a battle of wits. I might actually watch that if I if I think of it. That's just kind of intriguing. It probably sucks. Prince of the City, I loved. I loved the whole cast. Uh, Treat Williams. Um, I have watched that movie a million times. I even have the book. I have that and Serpico. Death Trap. Christopher Reeves and Michael Caine. And Diane Cannon. See, he likes her too. Uh, who else is in this? Yes, people you've heard of, but nobody that Jenny Lamette. I wonder how she got that job. John Eric Hexum. He's a theater audience, uncredited. Poor guy. Uh, but that's sad how he met his end, kind of Brandon Leish, but uh, at his own hand. Um, hang on, I got to take a drink, Daddy O. Peppermint tea, ka, ka, ka. Broadway playwright puts murder in his plan to take credit for a student's play. And again, you know, I, I was talking about John Eric Hexum, but uh, Christopher Reeve, you know, geez, Liz, it sucks. Let's see The Verdict with Paul Newman. Great movie. Daniel. Okay, this is um, Sidney Lumet, uh, of course, but um, uh, what I was going to say was uh, Timothy Hutton. Uh, I remember seeing the box cover art for this, but I have not seen it. Uh, Daniel Isaacson attempts to determine the true complicity of his parents, uh, Paul and Rochelle Isaacson, who were executed for espionage in the 1950s. Timothy Hutton, Mandy Patankin, Ed Asner, Ellen Barkin, who was pretty hot back in the day. Uh, Sean Connery's not in this, and neither is... Anybody else that I know? Is this guy, what's his name? Uh, Elon Mitchell Smith. Wasn't he in some TV show? Like a TV show? <laughs> oh, he was the kid, one of the kids in Weird Science. That's where I know him from. Okay. Superboy. That must have, well, that's a TV show, wasn't it? Was that a movie? I mean, this isn't Sydney. Okay, it's a series. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Gerard Christopher. Fart noise. Fart noise. Um, this one, I like Timothy Hutton, and I might want to take a look at that. This is when Timothy Hutton, he started getting, and I love uh, his dad, Jim Hutton. I was a big fan of him, too. Um, he died uh, fairly young from cancer. Uh, Timothy Hutton went from, like, Taps where and um, 
ordinary people where he was really clean cut and then like Turk 182 and after that he got into a real like beatnik looking kind of Timothy Hutton long hair and a beard and stuff um this one 6.6 so he got, he broke the uh uh Sydney Lamet average score this was rated R too um anyways I might take a look at that one just to see if it's worth a darn I think there wasn't there a movie with River Phoenix and Judd Hirsch that like the parents were on the run. Maybe they were in the weather underground or something and they were on the run and uh, it was about their life as a family, uh, but being on the run from like the FBI. Garbo Talks. Sidney Lamet. This has Anne Bancroft, Ron Silver and Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher back when she was young and hot. Uh, the son of a woman dying of brain tumor tries to fulfill the mother's last wish to meet Greta Garbo. Well, that kind of sounds nice and like a like a kind of a cool movie. Carrie Fisher. She looks like a, what's her face from the Deer Hunter. What's that chick's name that makes all those good movies? Meryl Streep in this picture, yeah, just in this picture. Ron Silver is in this. Um, Harvey Feinstein. Harvey Feinstein. Uh, is, what's her face in this? Greta Garbo? I was just wondering, maybe that's uh, Stephen Hill. I always liked him. Uh, eh. If I say it, I might give something away. So I don't want to look it up. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Power that was Richard Gere and Gene Hackman, I believe, and that also has Denzel Washington. Julie Christie, I always loved her. She was pretty. She's so pretty. Kate Capshaw was very pretty back then. Uh, E.G. Marshall. Let's see. Fritz Weaver. J.T. Walsh is good. Uh, Power. I saw that one. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, after a close friend drops out of politics, a political consultant uh, helping to find a replacement finds a web of corruption and deceit as well. Back down to average rating. And I've, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I would have given it an average rating. I would like to rewatch it now just because of all the people that are in it that I like, including Denzel before he became famous. Morning After is Jeff Bridges and Farah. Or no, Jane Fonda. I thought that was Farrah Fawcett. Uh, and Raul Julia. I liked Raul Julia back in this time. Uh, Jane Fonda, Jeff Bridges. They were drunks in this, I believe. Who else is in this? Kathleen Will Hoyt, who was in Roadhouse. And I think they tried to make a singer out of her. Some kind of star. Uh, she was also in 10 to Midnight, I believe. Or was it 10 to Midnight with Charles Bronson? Uh, or was it... I think it was 10 to midnight. No, Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Okay. With Charles Bronson. And she was annoying in that. Uh, Bruce Villanche. Rick Rosovich is in this. Brother of Tim Rosovich, the football player and stuntman and actor. Uh, let's see. A washed-up alcoholic actress who is prone to blackouts wakes up next to a murdered man. Did she kill him? If not, is she in danger? Mm -hmm. 
I like Jeff Bridges. Back then was so good. He's still good, but I mean, he was good. I like I like Jane Fonda too. I don't give a fuck about that whole uh, Hanoi Jane business that everybody wants to bring up. Uh, this right winger running on empty. This is turning into okay. This is the one that I was just talking about running on empty. Sydney Lamette, River Phoenix, Judd Hirsch, and Christine Lottie. Uh, the eldest son of fu- of fugitive family comes of age and wants to live a life of his own. Uh, that's weird that I was just talking about that. I did not know. Martha Plimpton is also in this. She was she's used was always good. Uh, I don't know whatever happened to her. L M Kit Carson. Uh, I'm getting fat. I need to lose some weight. <laughs> this got a 7.6 out of 10. So this might be pretty good. River Phoenix. I liked him in some of the, you know, the stuff he was in. Um, the um, dog fight. Mosquito Coast was good. Stand By Me was good. I did not like my own private Idaho. That was one that I just did not like. Uh, sneakers. He was, that was, I like that movie. You know, he was a little bit annoying in that one. It was kind of uh, done like a sort of lighthearted. Uh, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade. He played young Indy. Running on empty, running on. I haven't seen Mosquito Coast in a long time. I think they made a TV series out of that recently. And that's all I got to say about that. What time is it? I got about a little bit longer. Johnny, what are you doing, Johnny? Hey, Johnny. Did I lose my place? Fart face. Uh, Q&A, Nick Nolte and uh, Armad Asante and Timothy Hutton. Yay, Timothy Hutton. I love Timothy Hutton now. Um, this was a really good movie, and Nick Nolte was really good and a mean motherfucker. Uh, this was, I would say, okay, you take Serpico and Prince of the City and Q&A. Together, that would be like a trilogy of uh, bad cop in a movie about bad cops and good cops and bad cops. Um, who else is in this? Luis Guzman, Jenny Lamette, uh, Patrick O'Neill. I always liked him. Uh, Charles S. Dutton. I want to watch Q and a now again. I need to find that when I'm doing this, sh- this, um, show, it inspires me to seek out. Now these are rewatches of course, but still when you're like my age and you can't remember anything, it's like, re- it's like watching it all over again. Melanie Griffith, Eric, Eric Thal, and John Pankow. This is called A Stranger Among Us. Emily, a tough New York uh, City Police Department cop, is sent to an uh, Orthodox Jewish community to investigate a missing person, uh, plus $720,000 is missing in diamonds. To solve what becomes a murder case, she has to join the community. Again, Lamette drops back down to a average score, 5.6. Who else is in this? This one doesn't even look <laughs> like something I would want to watch. <coughs> James Gandolfini. So, you know, that might be a early th- something that he was in. Jamie Sheridan, who was Randall Flagg. Okay, okay. Mia Sarah. I like her. I find her to be attractive. I don't know what she looks like now. I'm sure she wouldn't find me to be attractive. Fuck her. Guilty as sin. 
This is Rebecca de Mornay, who was very attractive, and Don Johnson. A female lawyer takes an accused wife uh, murderer as a client, but finds herself morally compelled to betray him one way or another. And I bet you five bucks he fucks her too. <laughs> Written by Larry Cohen, Rebecca de Mornay, Don Johnson, and Stephen Lang. Anything with Stephen Lang is good. Don Johnson, even though he uh, was a child molester, uh, I generally like him, especially now that he's older, uh, makes some good movies. Uh, Jack Warden. Lamette likes Jack Warden, apparently. Uh, okay, that's about it as far as people that I know. Okay, but that one still, for Beckham, do you, I think I may have seen this. Uh, it was probably on HBO a long time ago. I don't remember anything about it other than Rebecca de Mornay was hot coming off of Risky Business and the one about the, uh, was it the Cradle Will Fall or something? Night Falls on Manhattan. That they put on the, they put, uh, uh, this is the trailer and it's got uh, Al Pacino in Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Andy Garcia, Richard Dreyfus, and Lena Olin. Lena Olin turns my crank. Uh, a newly elected district attorney finds himself in the middle of police corruption investigation that may involve his father and partner. Uh, again, police corruption. Lament. This one got a 6.6, so it's above average. This one, uh, of course, like I said, Lena Olin. Ian Holm is usually good. James Gandolfini, again. Um, Ron Liebman. He was an old actor that was in a lot of TV stuff. Uh, better say something. <laughs> uh, that, you know, police corruption. Andy Garcia, if he if he calls people baby and babe all the time, it'd be good. Critical Care. This is James Spader, Kira Sedgwick, and Helen Mirren. A hospital resident is put in the middle of a legal battle between two half-sisters on whether to pull their comatose dad's life support. Uh, but, more, uh, but more seems to be at stake than the dad's life, his inheritance. Uh, that might be worth watching. That might be pretty good. Spader, you know, I, it doesn't look like it's anything that was great. Of course, it's the average score, but uh, watching Spader back then, it's got Albert Brooks in it. He's always good. Jeffrey Wright, Anne Bancroft, Kira Sedgwick, Helen Mirren. It's got a nice cast. Uh, Wallace Shawn. Who else? Anybody else sneaking in here? Edward Herman. Uh, I might watch that one. I might just go on a, a Lament search. But uh, Spader, you know, back then and even now is good. Always good. Um, I like Albert Brooks. Gloria. This is Gloria. Uh, John Cassavetes. Uh, this is, uh, what, a remake? Um, and this is Sharon Stone, who was like the hottest woman on the planet uh, at this time. Uh, after serving three years in prison, covering for her gangster boyfriend, Kevin, Gloria returns to New York City for the money she was promised. Inside Kevin's uh, base of operations, she finds a seven-year-old, Nikki, uh, whose family uh, has been killed. And, of course, this was John Cassavetes, uh, and uh, this was a remake of, was it not? Fart Face? This was, I almost started singing a uh, Jim Neighbors song 
from when he was on like Andy Griffith or Gomer Pyle. This train is going home, train this train. This train is going home, train this train. Good, good, good. Okay, but see, like that one, he he sang it like Gomer talked. But then in other shows, he would sing almost like operetta, you know, like, this train is going home, train. You know, it's like, give me a break, fuck face. Get out of my face, Gomer. What am I thinking of, Cassavetes, that he, his wife was in, Gina Rollins? Minnie and Moskowitz. I love that one. That was a good one. We reviewed that one on the show. Daddy-o. I am thinking about... Was that that Gloria? Invedande. <laughs> Gloria! Yes. Okay, yeah. I knew, I, that's what I was thinking. I, I, the Sharon Stone one, I think I have seen, but I... You know, the, the original... What is a classic to me. So, um, but so, okay. I wonder why they, cause that was 1980. And then the one with Sharon Stone was only, when did they make that one? 19. Okay. Eh, 1999. But I, I don't know. I just don't see that one being as good. I would watch it. I think I have seen that one, actually. Uh, 100, 100 Center Street, a TV series. This is Lamette. What's this? The Lives and Work of Staff of New York City Court, uh, Courthouse. When was that put out? 2001-2002. Anybody in it? Worth watching? might be a good show but i don't know terry serpico he was in um that what the the purge the second purge i think he was like one of those white supremacist guys that were like a like a swat team and he was also in uh michael michael clayton with george clooney I never watched Cobra Kai. My sister said, uh, I think my brother-in-law watched it and really liked it. Um, of course, I've seen Karate Kid. Boo. She wanted to go see the new uh, Jurassic Park movie. But I think I have only seen the first one. And I told her I, that uh, I, you know, of course, saw the first one. I really liked it. But um, she said, well, then you won't know what's going on. And I'm like, well, I think I could figure it out. But I think my brother-in-law wanted to go see it. So we went to see Elvis instead. Okay, so Lamette. Uh, and then he must, did he die? He probably died. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. That is Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke. Uh, when two brothers organize the robbery of their parents' jewelry store, the job goes horribly wrong, triggering a series of events that sends them, their father and one brother's wife, hurtling towards a shattering climax. I'm going to have a shattering climax if I see Marissa Tomei get screwed. Uh, you know, the thing about Marissa Tomei getting screwed in this movie was that Philip Seymour Hoffman was fat and had a big gut. So even though Marissa Tomei still looks really good, it was disgusting. <laughs> Michael Shannon is in this. Um, 
I saw this and I didn't think that, I think it did really well, but I didn't think it was that great. Find me guilty, Johnny. Hey, Johnny! Vin Diesel. Sidney Lamette just had to work with Vin Diesel before he croaked. I think Sidney Lamette's dead. In the late 1980s, a low-level gangster named Jackie DeNorcio defends himself in court in what became the longest criminal trial in American judicial history. I don't know. Maybe Vin Diesel's good in this, but um, I just... uh, Peter Dinklage, Alex Rocco... Uh, he was good. That's Mo Green from The Godfather. I'm Mo Green. Ron Silver is usually good, especially when he burst out of a fucking closet completely naked to jump on Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, okay. Nobody else. I mean, there's some people in here that have been in some gangster movies. I don't know. What's this rate? This one got a 7 out of 10. Huh. What's the trailer like? Vin Diesel. Probably didn't make him a goddamn penny, but that fucking stupid shit that... Let's see. I'm watching the trailer right now. I was going to say, is Linus Roche? I like him. He was on Law & Order. And shot through the heart. Yeah, maybe this is good. Vin has hair in this. Shot through the heart. Hail to blame. You give love a quiet name. Quiet name. Is this a comedy? This might be a comedy, like a, not a com- straight up comedy, but see, I might watch this. Peter Dinklage. This was made in 2006. I think um, Stallone, now that I'm thinking, I'm, I'm done watching the trailer. I just turned it off because I'm. Um, I would rather watch the movie. Um, Stallone is going to play. Um, I found the book. There's so many audio books on YouTube, uh, like all these gangster uh, books that I have interest in. Um, um, what's this guy? I can't remember what his name is there now. Deal with the Devil, the FBI's secret 30-year relationship with a mafia killer um, by Peter Lance. Um, that, what's that guy's name? He was the one that they said the FBI brought down to Mississippi to find the, uh, the bodies of the missing um, uh, civil rights workers that were murdered the three civil rights workers. And he went down there and found, uh, got like these KKK guys and tortured them. Um, and then he ended up, um, uh, he was like, a they call, uh, well, they called him, uh, the grim reaper. Um, I'm trying to, I can't remember what his name is. The real guy's name is, um, 
uh, uh, Gregory Scarpa. I think Stallone is going to play him in a movie. Uh, and then the, the guy, they, he was known as being like one of the most violent uh, killers in the mafia and everything. It's a r- real guy, true story and everything. Like I said, the stuff about Mississippi burning and all that. Um, and then he ended up, he got AIDS and uh, they did a story on him on like 60 minutes, um, you know, just all about his life and all this and that. And it's kind of like the uh, Whitey Bulger kind of thing where Whitey Bulger um, was, you know, doing all this criminal shit and killing people and everything. And the reason that he lasted so long and got away with it was because he was an informant for the FBI and that's the same sort of the same thing with this Gregory Scarpa. He was he would get them all these cases and arrest all these people by giving them information. And then it's almost like he had he I think said that you know and that's the same. Well, of course Whitey Bulger, that fucking asshole FBI uh, agent that uh, he was friends with, did you know, let him get away with all, with all kind of shit. And that guy went to fucking prison and he deserved to fucking cocksucker. Um, but, um, Scarpa, I think was, it was sort of the same situation. Um, I don't, you know, he would say maybe like they overlook stuff and let him get away with this and that. And then they would say, well, no, they didn't blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, I did hear, I heard Stallone was going to play that guy in a movie, um, which, you know, goddamn Stallone's fucking pretty old now. How old is Stallone now? Of course he's had some fucking facelift and that fucking hair surgery where they pulled it. They did hair replacement, but they pulled his fucking, they cut along the hairline up around his scalp and then pulled it down. So that's why his hairline now is, is straight across and way further down than it was when, even when he was young, Stallone is now, how old is this? Sylvester Unzio Stallone, 76, unless they do. I mean, maybe they'll do like the deal where he plays the older Greg Scarpa and they'll have somebody else play him when he's younger, or they'll do that shit that Scorsese did with, uh, in the Irishman where they use the deep fake and all that shit to make him look younger, which I don't know. That didn't look too good. Uh, uh, but anyway, I've been watching, I was just looking down there, the YouTube stuff and I watch a lot of mafia stuff. I love that stuff. Uh, the deadly mafia Don Vito Genovese. I was telling my sister when we were talking the other day that, um, you know, if you look at the Godfather, uh, Godfather part two, a lot of the stuff in it were based on real things. Like when, um, in the Godfather, was it Godfather part two where the guy is in the bar and uh, in the middle of the day, it's the bar is kind of dark and somebody comes up behind him, tries to garrote him uh, with a piano wire or whatever, tries to kill him. And a cop comes in and they, you know, botch it. 
uh, that was actually actually happened to Larry Gallo, who was Crazy Joe Gallo's brother. Um, and then, of course, the uh, you know we're bigger than U.S. Steel. That uh, Hyman Roth was uh, Meyer Lansky. Um, you had like Joe Banana, uh, Joe Bananas, uh, <laughs> um, and his son Bill. Uh, that was kind of like a Michael and uh, Vito Corleone in real life. Uh, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, and, you know, just reading about the, these and different stuff, you know, and equating it to the movie, of course, like crazy Joe Gallo, that was Peter Boyle in the movie, crazy Joe. Uh, and you also saw some of that in when he got killed and the character was in Irishman. Of course, the Irishman was a lot of bullshit because that guy that, that De Niro played, was uh, he was dying, and I think he, you know, he he wrote that book. And Jesus Christ, you would think he was involved in every single important thing that ever happened in the mafia, which is not not true. Um, but there is a lot of stuff in there that, and of course, the Irishman that were that was based on you know real people, Russell Buffalino and his uh, was it his cousin Bill was the one that was the lawyer for Jimmy Hoffa and Hoffa being involved with all these different shit. Um, so anyway, that's, you know, it's kind of cool to, to see some of that stuff. What's this here? Uh, let's say, what's this here? <laughs> Top hoodlum, Frank Costello, prime minister of the mafia. A lot of that stuff you'll see in um, boardwalk empire. And um, of course there was a movie um uh, about Lucky Luciano uh, with uh, the guy uh, from, oh, what's his name? From, um, uh, for a few dollars more. Okay, uh, uh, Gianmarie Villante. He played Lucky Luciano in this uh, movie by uh, directed by Francesco Rossi. And uh, that was a pretty good movie. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Of course, the Vlachi Papers has a lot of that stuff with uh, Albert Anastasia, Vito Genovese, uh, Tony Bender. Um, just a lot of the, the names that you'll see in all these other movies that were real people. That's why, of course, like Godfather was fictional, but they based it a lot. I haven't seen that series because, again, I think it's on Paramount Plus and I don't get any of those channels. But I would like to see that one um, with Miles Teller. It looks like it was pretty good, and it has like a Joe Colombo and some of these guys that were threatening uh, Francis Ford Coppola. I read something uh, the other day about um, how oh, what's his uh, God? I can't remember who it was that that played. Um, let me look it up. Daddyo, goo 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 goo. Johnny, what are you doing, Johnny? You're not prepared, Johnny. Shot through the heart, and you're to blame. You give love bad name. Bad. The guy that played, okay, Al Martino, uh, who played Johnny Fontaine, they had, there was another um, actor who was like, uh, uh, um, Al Martino was actually kind of friends. It, It was sort of like when, when he came in and said, you know, I'm perfect for this picture and they won't give it to me, blah, 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 blah. And they cut the horse's head off and put it in 
the directors, uh, the producers bed and all that shit. Well, it wasn't that harsh, but um, Al Martino uh, was friends with like probably, I don't know, Carlo Gambino and these other, you know, mafia guys. And they were going to give the part of Johnny Fontaine to God damn it. Now I can't remember who it was. Uh, and I just read about that the other, uh, like a couple nights ago. Um, and it was like one of those situations where the, the actor that they were going to, the singer actor, um, Let's see. The smack that Vito gives Johnny Fontaine was not in the script. Martin Brando improvised the smack, and Al Martino's confused reaction was real. Okay, that's not what I wanted. But let's see. Maybe if I look under just Al Martino on Wikipedia or something. I just wanted to see who the um, the other guy. It was a famous like crooner, famous singer, crooner, actor kind of a deal. And okay, uh, Russell Buffalo. Okay, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Apart from singing, Martino played the role of Johnny Fontaine in The Godfather. Okay, as well as singing the film's theme, Speak Softly, Love. Martino had been told about the character by a friend uh, who had read the uh, eponymous novel and felt Martino represented the character of Johnny Fontaine. I always thought Johnny Fontaine was supposed to be, of course, Frank Sinatra. And the part was either man with a golden arm or from here to eternity, maybe. Because he said, I'm perfect for this part and they won't give it to me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Martino contacted uh, producer Albert S. Rudy, who initially gave him the part. Okay, Francis Ford. Okay, Vic Damone. Okay. So, however, Francis Ford Coppola came on board as director and awarded the role to Vic Damone. Martino, in turn, went to Russell Buffalino, who Joe Pesci played in The Irishman, who was a real guy, mafia boss of um, northeastern Pennsylvania and like Buffalo, uh, 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 you know, uh, the, the, the upper uh, north northern part of um, uh, New York. So like Buffalo and all that. Um Vic Damone, Martino went to Russell Buffalino, again, who was played by Joe Pesci and the Irishman, his godfather and a crime boss, who then orchestrated the publication of various news articles that claimed uh, Coppola had been unaware of uh, Ruddy having given Martino the part. Damone eventually dropped the role because he did not want to provoke the Buffalino crime family. Meh, I wouldn't either. (laughs) <laughs> he played the same role in Godfather Part 3, which was a piece of shit. Uh, and Godfather Trilogy, 1901 to 1980, the television thing. That's just where they put the all three movies in chronological order, and they showed it on TV as a miniseries. Oh, dig it. Let's see. Am I getting tired? Eh, 146. We may be about done. Martina later returned to acting, playing aging, an aging crooner, Sal Stevens, in the short film Cutout. Gives a shit. Hey, who fucking cares? Uh, what else have I been watching? Some wrestling, AEW stuff. Mostly people just talking shit on them. Um, let's see. This is a book. On also, The Five Families, The Rise, uh, Decline, and Resurgence of the uh, Five Families of the New York Mafia. Um 
Michelle Big Mike Miranda, the Genovese crime family consigliere for Vito Genovese, Don Vito. And I've been watching a lot of food challenges. Beard meets food. He's pretty funny. He's from like England. Uh, and he eats a lot of food. And he's pretty funny. <laughs> I watched a guy today eat. Um, they had some challenge up in like New Hampshire for this hot dog place. Um, they said the guy, this guy ate 19 chili dogs. They were hot dogs and bun with chili, uh, like ground beef chili and onions. And they, this guy ate 19 of them in 20 minutes. And they said that the record had stood for like eight years. And this one dude, he's like, he has a channel and does like eating challenges, goes around and, you know, either some of them, you just win like a t-shirt or, and then some of them you can win money. And then he goes to these contests and stuff. And then also him and he, he will go to these buffets and stuff. And, uh, the guy is like, he looks like a fucking model. He's real slim and everything and in good shape. Looks like a model with his hair and everything dresses real nice. But he knew when he went in there, they were gonna, it was like a $250 challenge. You could win $250 if you could eat more than 19 hot dogs in 20 minutes. And, I mean, you could tell. I mean, he was like, this is going to be – I can't believe this has lasted eight years. This is nothing, at least for him. And he even asked the guy, he goes, well, what if I eat 40? Well, like, can I get $500? You know, instead of 250 and the guy said, nah, he goes, cause he goes, I don't know. He goes, you know, let's just do 250 he goes, let's, let's just do the, the record is 19. So let's see if you can do 20, it's 250. He ate fucking 20 hot dogs in like 10 fucking minutes. So, you know, I don't know. It was, it's, I, some of those are fun to watch. Uh, there's a, a girl on, uh, one of them. She looks like a little gymnast. I think she's in the, um, uh, Air Force Reserve, maybe, and she's just a little small little thing. She's cute, you know, and uh, uh, she looks like a little gymnast or a little cheerleader or something. And shit, man, she eats the fuck out of stuff. Hell, her boyfriend is like probably a 300 pound great big guy, and he does those eating challenges. And she'll sit right beside of him and eat as much or more than him. It's amazing to me that the, the some of these people are not that big and they don't they're not even fat or like around their stomach or anything they're in good shape and everything and just eat like fucking unbelievable amounts of food what else have i been watching i've been watching some um that guy wang exclamation point on youtube and he talks about like uh crazy stuff that happens on reddit or or uh uh myths and crazy things off the internet um, and he's pretty entertaining. He was talking about the, the jar man, which I had never heard of. I'd heard of two girls, one cup. I actually watched that and almost threw up. I actually got, had to get up from my fucking, uh, seat where I'm sitting right now. And, and, and it was still playing. And I went in like the other room and I was gagging so bad. And I came came in and looked around the corner and started gagging again. Uh, so I know what that was. I don't know if that was the, there was, there were two, that were like two girls, one cup there. There was the original and then there was another one. And I just know every time I heard that music, even when I watched just reactions on YouTube where you don't see anything except the people's reactions. And I start hearing that music. I'm like, Oh my God. Cause the one sounded like ice cream truck or clown music or something. And then the other one sounded like some kind of a, 
like love story kind of music. Um, but I never heard of Jarman. And so he was talking, he just talks about it. He doesn't, you know, you don't see anything. And he was talking about Jarman and oh my God, I just even, I was talking to, I think, uh, the cinemasochist about it on uh, Ram Ranch <laughs> when we were, when we were hanging out at Ram Ranch. And uh, <laughs> I think that he had actually heard about that. But I had to ask some of my friends online. I was like, have you ever heard of this guy, Jarman? And I, <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, you know, what the fuck? But I, you know, whatever, people, whatever turns you on. And then I had been watching some stuff about uh, Frank Dukes, uh, who was the the uh, inspiration for, um, of course, Frank Dukes and uh, Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Watching some stuff about him and what a, how full of shit he is about all the stuff that he did and uh, that it was all bullshit and everything. So that's pretty interesting watching that. And um, um, they this one guy, I think he kind of he has a he's a martial artist, but he has like a channel. And it's not the only thing he does, but he has like a lot of videos about debunking Frank Dukes. Uh, and he had a martial or a special forces guy who was like, a, I think, a Army Ranger or Green Beret or something on there. And they were talking about it. And he was like, this is so such bullshit. Um, that guy's called Viking Samurai. So his channel is pretty interesting. Uh, bike, Bikes and Beards uh, is a motorcycle channel I watch. Uh, um, this guy and his buddy... Uh, buddies had a, a garage up in, um, I think, uh, over around where um, the Cinemasticus lives, I believe, around in like Lancaster and stuff. And uh, they would they would buy motorcycles on the internet, like bid on them uh, on auctions, and 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 just travel around and look for motorcycles for sale. And like a, um, well, they call what they call it here would be. Um, of course, you'd have like the penny saver, and um, I'm trying to think of other things. But online, uh, and go around buying motorcycles, and either fixing them up or just selling them, buying them to to uh, to uh, flip them and sell them. And he'd have good prices. He'd go all over the place. He, he was down here uh, around where I live, uh, and uh, uh, buying a motorcycle up around uh, uh, WVU uh, in Morgantown, and. Um, but I think they shut that down as far as buying and selling them. And now, because, I mean, I think they were doing really well. He's he, like some of his videos, you know, 700,000 views, uh, 1 million views on some of them and everything. Um, but now they go and they'll find interesting bikes, motorcycles, and then um, he'll try and ride them home. They found a, an 80-year-old World War II Indian motorcycle. That's this wee little, like it looks like almost like a mini bike. And what they did was they would drop them uh, with paratroopers in World War II, so that the paratroopers, if they got they got dropped in a certain area and they needed to move quickly, they'd ride this little thing. And they had like little, like a oh, jeez, um, was maybe like a 18 inch wheels, I think, on them. Almost just looked like a little mini bike or something. And um, so this thing was is 80 years old and hadn't been run or anything. And they were going to ride it. They ride it from um, Jesus Christ. Where the hell did they go to get that thing? It was a long ways away. It was, a, um, I think, like a six hour ride to ride it back 
you know, home and everything. And they were constantly having to stop and they'd get flat tires and they'd have to try and fix it and everything. But it's kind of cool just watching shit like that, you know, to see if they can make it. And it's, 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 it really is, you know, people, I was watching something today and a guy said something about, you know, people say, oh, I hate reality TV. I hate reality TV. But a lot of this YouTube stuff, I mean, you know, even if you don't like motorcycles or you're not that interested in them or whatever, it's still reality TV. The guy's kind of funny, him and his buddy talking and, you know, uh, just about what they do and everything. It's fun to watch. Um, what else? Anything else here? It's interesting. I was watching something about that um, uh, MMA fighter they called the War Machine, and he uh, was the one that was dating the, the porn star Christy Mack and then almost beat her to death and went to prison and all that shit. Oh, what a piece of shit that cocksucker was. I mean, you know, what a jerk. Everybody's had somebody break up with them, and the person that you were the love of your life or whatever, you know, they go on and they're going to be screwing somebody else and having a new relationship and everything. But, you know, you don't kill somebody or try and kill them, uh, you know. Um, especially, you know, beat on a woman. And, I mean, I think he's, like, biting her and, uh, broke her fucking arm and beat her face in and everything else. Um, I'm trying to see if I find anything else here that's interesting after we went through all this. The Sydney Lament thing was totally unplanned. I got off on a tangent there. I don't know if Sylvan Gold, if there was, I'd have to go back so far because, like I said, I was just so many, um, so much. It was so long ago that I did a show. So we'll just leave it at that. I think we're almost about done anyway. I was stopping about two hours anyway on the new shows. Uh, James Bond from Russia with Love. I watched the new James Bond movie and I really liked it. The last one with Daniel Craig. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, Some people didn't like it. I I enjoyed it. Um, Savage Dog with um, Scott Adkins and Marco Zoror. Uh, Juju Chan, Kung Lee, and Keith David. I really like that one. I just discovered that one the other day on, uh, I think, Prime or Tubi or something. And I thought it was really good. And I, I uh, really like Marco Zoror and uh, Kung Lee. I saw him in some uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. And he was an MMA fighter at UFC and all that, too. Uh, LQ Jones passed away, who was a Sam Peckinpah regular, and he was in a lot of old westerns, and also was in the, you know, of course, in the Wild Bunch. Um, James Caan passed away. Maybe I'll have to do another show covering James Caan and his movies. Um, got about three minutes to go here, and I don't want to, don't want to just blow off James Caan because he was so important uh, to our community and to people who watch movies. So I might have to do another, uh, I'll just do another show where I just talk about James Caan and his movies. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down for now um, and uh, head down to Ram Ranch. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I said, I just thought I'd put out a show. I mean, I know that they haven't been coming fast and furious, but there's been a lot of stuff going on and uh, eh, not really, but I'm just adjusting to a new uh, life here. Uh, and, um, I got plenty of time to do the show. So, you know, maybe get on here and start doing them on a regular basis. I say that all the time, but you know, it's just a question of getting in here and doing it and it's not hard and it's uh, fun. And I think some of you guys like the listen. So anyways, uh, we'll see you at the James Con episode, which will be coming up shortly. Ciao peeps.